Okay, next to Brampton, let's get to this case where a man there has seen charges dropped in his drug and gun case after the prosecutor in the case uh, forgot the scheduled court date. That's a welcome in 640 Toronto criminal law expert Joseph Newberger. He joins us here now. Joe, good afternoon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. All right, this seems like a rarity, uh, an oddity. Uh, what exactly, as far as you can tell, uh, what went down here? Well, it seems that uh, a date was set for a trial, and unfortunately due to maybe a computer glitch with the Crown Attorney's uh, software system, and they have, they all should be on a program called Scope, that unfortunately the court date was missed. And um, because of the time limits that have been set out in the Jordan decision by the Supreme Court of Canada, which came down um, around 2016, uh, they were outside of the time period. And so the judge on a motion for a stay for delay granted that stay. All right. Uh, you know, the old saying, of course, is justice delayed is justice denied. But uh, has justice been served here in this case? The charges are dropped because of this essentially, I guess, computer glitch? Well, um, I don't know. I, I think the issue is this. Um, the public may not have realized or woke up to the issue that the highest court in Canada back in 2016 set out some very strict timelines for cases to proceed through the court. So we have two levels of court, the lower court called the Ontario Court and the Superior Court, which are both trial divisions. And an 18-month period from start of the case to um, the start of trial should be the time period. And I understand that the impetus was to try and modernize the system and make it much more efficient because people were complaining about how long it takes for cases to get to trial. The flip side of this is if on the Crown side, um, for whatever reason, whether it's lack of disclosure, witnesses not attending, or in this case, a missed court date, if they exceed that time period, these are fairly drop-dead time periods, and so charges will be stayed as a result of that. Yeah, and I think people, folks, uh, they get that and they understand uh, why these time limits uh, have been uh, put in place. But when something like this happens, Joe, uh, when it's the Crown Attorney not showing up because there, again, was a computer glitch or an error with the the scheduler and the scheduling system, and really who hasn't had that happen to them in their own lives, uh, whether it be personal or uh, business themselves, where they've missed an appointment, I mean, is it not possible to reschedule this day to ASAP? Well... You know, that's why the time periods are in place. I mean, you know, if an accused doesn't show up for a court appearance or a trial, a bench warrant could be issued for their arrest for a fail to appear. Um, They could be denied bail. And so there are consequences on both sides. And if there are errors on the side of the prosecution, then just because they're the prosecution doesn't mean they get a free pass. Um, So we all have issues, but, you know, we live by very strict time guidelines. I don't think in my career of 27 years I've missed a trial date. We have what's called a tickler system, and I have a redundant backup system as well in order to ensure that none of our dates in this office, given all the cases that we're handling, ever get missed. And and I have sympathy for the Crown and and for what happens. I, I totally get it. We're all human beings and things happen. But that's what happens when you have these these hard deadlines put down. Prior to Jordan, we, we were in a different type of analysis, which was through Askoff and other cases, where if there was something that was unforeseen um, and that necessarily could be, you know, sort of an act of God, maybe, and, and we have sort of that available now, but there would be wiggle room. The Jordan decision really creates hard drop-dead time periods, and so 
what's good for you know one side is is good for the other because the other havoc is although the public thinks that a trial that would take longer than 18 months is just as delayed that's not true there's a lot that needs to be done with trials there's a lot of issues with respect to resources in the system so if we're all working within this very strict timeline period which puts a lot of resource pressure on both defense and crown things like this are going to happen once in a while and as unpalatable as it may be for the public that's what's going to happen. Yeah, do you think the public, uh, Joe, do they deserve some answers as to what exactly uh, happened here? Because we're talking some serious charges. Uh, is this, a, this is a drug and a gun case, uh, after all. And taxpayer dollars are involved, uh, obviously, with uh, the Crown Attorney, the administration of the uh, justice system uh, as a whole. So does the public deserve uh, kind of the background here and the reasoning as to uh, why this seemingly, uh, I guess, slipped or fell through the cracks? Well, I mean, I think it's always good for the public to be well-informed about what is going on in the criminal justice system, because many opinions are given based upon very little information known. And so in this particular case, reading between the lines, I think within the system that the Crown Attorney has, for whatever reason, something was misdiarized or not diarized, which could have been absolutely just human error. And so you're probably not going to get much more explanation than that. And again, it won't be very satisfying. But again, the opposite is, this is a rarity. Of the thousands and thousands of cases that go through our province every week, um, matters are not missed. Cases are set down and spoken to every day. Trials are run. So this is an anomaly. And really, I think they can rest assured that the prosecution, the Crown Attorney's Office, are quite adept at making sure that the court dates are met on the dates that are set. Yeah, again, this is a fairly serious case, a drug and a gun case, drug and gun uh, charges. Should there be an exception just finally here, uh, Joe, do you think, uh, when it comes to uh, the severity of the case? I mean, this isn't just a, a parking infraction that uh, we're forgiving. Somebody's had their charges dropped uh, that, uh, you know, allegedly had illegal drugs and guns on them. Well, I mean, you know, we cannot presume guilt. So it's uh, everybody's presumed innocent until there's a trial. A person has been on a release or in jail waiting for a period of time for their trial. They get there for trial, and unfortunately, it's misdiarized. Uh, why should this person have to suffer another six months to a year simply because, uh, on the other side, the proper work wasn't done to ensure that the trial would proceed as scheduled? So I don't think there can be an exception because it's a drug charge with guns, or it's an assault charge, or it's a sexual assault charge. Where do you draw the line? Guns and drugs, sexual assault, domestic violence, child abuse, you know, uh, you, the list goes on. All offenses are serious. And the Jordan decision applies to the criminal law. It does apply to, you know, provincial offenses, but it applies to the criminal law across the board, including homicide. So we can't pick and choose what's more serious than the other. I just think that the guidelines which are in place has imposed a tremendous amount of pressure on both Crown and defense and the uh, judicial process such that it has taken time to try and get within that framework, and every so often there will be human error, and it happens just like other things happen in life that are unfortunate and maybe, maybe not to the liking of the public. All right, Joseph Newberger, our criminal law expert with us this afternoon. Joe, thanks for the time as always. Appreciate it. I tried my best. Take care. <laughs> okay. Have a good show. You as well. Thank you. Bye.